This is the Better Life, Better Work Show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. This is episode number 89. Hey, Solis, Allison Crow here, and I am coming to you. I'm actually recording this intro on the Friday... Um, before the podcast comes out, so March 13th, I am snuggled up in my new adjustable bed, hunkered down, calmly prepared, chilling out after a really intense week of both self-leadership and client leadership and event leadership in the wake of the massively shifting coronavirus. And so this week, inside Soulful Success, my membership community, um, on Monday, we had a business call. And on Wednesdays, we have life coaching calls. And I decided to bring up the topic of COVID-19 and just hold space for people to share what they were feeling and thinking and um, we had a really good call. Um, you know, there is a wide range of responses and emotions. And as not only in my people and the people we see online and in our families and in our world, but in my own self. And so um, we had that call. A lot of people watched the replay. There were comments and... Um, you know, I've just given my clients permission for this membership community to be a safe space, safe space. And, um, I've also made the request that they not judge or make fun of anybody else's response, that we recognize the humanness in this unknown uncertainty. And this episode today is actually a follow-up live stream I did um, for my clients in my client group. I have beeped out their names for privacy um, when in referring to their situations. Um, and I love, I'm so grateful for Stacy and my marketing team because they see the stuff that goes on inside the membership and they were like, this is actually really great for everybody else. And originally I was going to do a live stream for the public, but I got to tell you the truth. I'm tired. Just like you, I am managing my self care. I'm managing major decisions in my life, in my family, in my business. Um, and I know you are too. And so I wanted to share um, some of the behind the scenes. And hopefully this will offer you some support as you navigate your emotions and um, find a way to come to the place that you feel most useful. Um, for me, when I meet 
all the range of my emotions with compassion and then move in the direction that I feel useful. I feel like it works. And so now is it, it could be a really easy time to outsource uncomfortable emotions, but clearly there are going to be some uncomfortable, un- un- thanks for your grace. I can't even talk today. There's going to be uncomfortable emotions, uncomfortable decisions, uncomfortable disappointments. One of the things I noticed, um, and I, I noticed, you know, a lot of people are experiencing disappointment and then other people come in and say, yeah, um, big deal. You're disappointed. You can't go to your fancy event or your fancy drill team competition or March Madness. It's a good thing we're not being bombed. And that is just another way of outsourcing discomfort, right? Like, and I get it, perspective. But right now, this is the perspective you have. And so wherever you are, I want to encourage you to meet yourself and your emotions with compassion. And so the following is a sneak inside our membership community. Um, and just, um, I think I did this video on Wednesday afternoon. No, I did it on Thursday. So yesterday, was that yesterday already? My gosh, it feels like it's been three days. So I just wanted to share this with you. And then obviously this week I am not doing hardcore sales. I, we were opening the doors to the membership. Um, I was supposed to be doing the last round of sales for Camp Starheart and everything with Camp Starheart is on pause right now. And um, I'm certainly not doing a quote sales campaign for the membership community, but we have had two people join in the last two weeks. And if you would like to just be a part of a community that um, allows you to be you, um, the diversity of topics that we are discussing, um, not only our life and our business, but these world events, these local events and all the complexities that come with it. Um, it's a safe place to connect virtually. And um, even though this episode is in the context of what's going on with COVID-19 around the world, I actually think that um, uncertainty arises often, right? Life is full of circumstances, some amazing and some shit. And Self-leadership is about learning how to navigate uncertainty versus bypassing it with unhealthy extremes for an extended period of time. So with that, I send you all love. Thanks for listening. Um, If you want to come and be a part of Soulful Success, reach out to me. I'll send you the link. I'd welcome you in just to hold space for you. Um, I love you. I'm so thankful for my podcast listeners. You guys um, mean a lot to me. Hello, Solis. Hello, Replay viewers. Today is March 12th, and I'm just checking in with you guys. Um... I saw live where she mentioned that watching the video caused her to fear. I get it. Um, And I want to share some of the way that I'm seeing things. Um, I I don't know if it's truth or not, but I know that it's helpful. Um, I also am having conversations with other leaders, um, people who are making decisions for we instead of me. Um, As a me outside of being gal's coach, outside of writing an event, as a being me, I have 
no anxiety and mindfulness. Being a leader, being a, somebody who is conscious of we, I was talking with a friend this morning, and I have had a we consciousness. That's just the way my brain works since I was a little kid. Maybe it's because I'm a child of trauma that I tend to look at the whole Rubik's Cube, all sides, twist it around, gather data, um, tune out emotion, gather information, and I scan the landscape. And so as we discussed on Wednesday, um, you know, I, I had some logistical information. I had my body panic, and now I'm settling into research mindfulness and wisdom. So I shared with her, um, I said, here's what I see happening. Um, here's the other thing. I love psychology. Y'all. It's so fascinating. I'm so grateful for it. And one of the things I spot, I spot it cause I had it. And at the way I used to move in the world was with absolute faith and positivity despite all circumstances. <clears throat> and, um, I see a lot of that in the coaching and the spiritual world there is a lot of um, subconscious, la, 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 I can't hear you. Um, I also see on the other end, so there's like this spectrum, right? There's like this super positive, everything is fine, don't worry. I get the messages of that, but there's, there's, um, a, there's, I'm gonna, there's this end. And then the other end is fear and panic and terror. And what I want to bring to the center of attention, which is what we talked about the other day on the call, is the human need for certainty is disrupted by a circumstance. The circumstances all seem to point to the reality that this disease is spreading. It has been declared a pandemic. The CDC has said there is going to be some major disruption for a while. And so the brain is either going to freak out about the disruption or the brain is going to say, nothing's disrupting me. Everything is fine. And I want to caution like where you are is human, but where you stay is your choice. And so as I explained to Denise this morning, fear is not serving me, nor is everything is fine. Life goes on as usual because right now it's not wise for life to go on as usual. Um, I'm gathering my thoughts. So what we've got to do is we've got to neutralize. I'm not saying shove down. I'm not saying bypass, but we've got to recognize. Remember that you're resilient. Y'all, we can handle discomfort. This is not about being afraid of death. This is not about um, the zombie apocalypse. But this is a disease, and it has both an individual and a communal impact. And there are proven ways, even though we don't know the extent, there are proven ways to slow this down for a greater impact. And so I was talking with somebody today, and I said, I said, you know, I, I brought it to the coaching call on Wednesday, and she was like, I never even thought about talking to my community about this. And in her mind, she was like, I have stocked up. I've got 
cleaning supplies. Like, like this is here. You know, that was her attitude. It was like, this is here. This disease is here. And it's here a lot more, like very neutral, just very like this disease is here. There are a lot more people that have it. Personally, I believe those things too. Um, I do believe it will spread. I, uh, this is not panic. This is just, so I spent a lot of time yesterday looking at some data, not just news stories, but data. And what happens is there's a gradually and then suddenly curve. And then as the suddenly hits, people finally start making adjustments and it begins to calm down. And so I don't know about you. I would rather make adjustments and be wrong than ignore adjustments and be wrong. And so... Um, as a leader of an event, I'm considering what to do. I know that there are financial and major inconveniences for everybody. And um, so for me, as I'm, how am I self-leading and how am I leading my community and how am I leading in the face of having an event? I am looking at things from 18 different angles. And what I've found in talking with many people this is so natural, but most people are looking at it from one or two levels. My sweet little um, brain, I remember in uh, second grade, um, my we had chapel on Tuesdays, and I remember the big old scary man, his name was Bob Ed Shotwell, and he would stand up there and say prayer and preach, and he would literally tell a room of K through eighth graders that they were going to hell and going to burn in hell if they didn't get baptized. And something in me as a young child knew that that was not good for the whole. And at the time I was in second grade, my whole world was that little K through eight chapel of classes, you know, probably a thousand people. And so the shy Allison that I was went and said, can I say a prayer one Tuesday? And so I went and I wrote this prayer as a second grader that said, it's about relationship. It's about relationship with Jesus. It's about relationship with God. It's about relationship with each other and about relationships with ourselves. And I basically just said, Mr. Shotwell was wrong. Y'all quit worried about hell. Just focus on your relationships. And so even as a child, I wasn't just thinking about me. I was thinking about the layers of impact. And um, so obviously as a business owner, I think about the impact of business owners. Um, I'm not a healthcare worker, but I've been paying attention to a few people in the healthcare industry. And um, just gathering information. Um, my concern, I'm not scared, but my concern is that we're going to hit be hit by very similar to what happened in Italy. Like everything's fine. People are like going forward with normal life. And then all of a sudden there's a mass of cases. Um, and healthcare systems are a little bit overwhelmed. And so I am really, you can agree or disagree with me, but I'm really on board with this social distancing. Um, not out of panic, but just out of discernment, wisdom. I told my friend this morning, I said, I feel sober. I don't feel panicked. I don't feel anxiety. I, once I got that out, it was stored in my body. But once I started having conversations, just to like ground, I, 
I feel a soberness. I feel um, gentle responsibility to make wise decisions that err on the side of caution. Um, what I see, um, I saw, I don't have my phone with me, it's charging in the room, but I saw post something this morning and I was like, yes, this. So this is what I came to and then I saw this. What's going on is a lot of collective grief. And I'm not talking about getting sick. I'm not talking about even, I mean, part of it, stock market, stuff like that. There are other things, but there are, there are a hundred thousand things to grieve right now. One is our, the shift in normalcy. Number two is people had plans. They have plans. You have events. You have conferences. You have vacations. You have spring breaks. You have grandkids coming in. You have trips planned. And they've all been disrupted, even in your mind. That is grief. And it is human nature to avoid uncomfortable feelings. Y'all realize that, right? Like, I'm in the business of helping people recognize they're avoiding uncomfortable feelings. And so we will choose panic and dread or hyper positivity to not be present with our difficult feelings. And this is why I'm talking about why I said the other day, you'll have permission to be where you are. And then with compassion, let's decide where you want to be. Right, Because underneath the anger or underneath the panic is a desire for normalcy, is grief about having to cancel things. And so those are all very human. And when we get to that place of recognizing, oh, I'm really disappointed in this disruption instead of trying to prevent the disruption. Y'all, my best educated, scientific, researching, and staying calm, non-political thing is this is, it's already caused disruption. It's already caused disruption and ignoring the disruption or panicking about the disruption isn't useful. It's natural. And so what I want you to do as your coach and as one of your leaders, and I'm sure you have many, is I want to remind you that that it is normal to crave certainty, that it is subconsciously natural to bypass the discomfort, and I'm asking you to pay attention and use discernment. Right. Says, supposed to take my 18 year old on spring break. Colorado's starting to met, uh, tomorrow, feeling so heavy with decision of what to do. Right. And so there's that one decision. And that one decision, one of the things I think we don't realize is they, they portray this in movies, like how many things are connected. And, and there is, y'all, we are one. We're all connected. <laughs> and I don't want to be. I don't want to be, no matter whether I'm well or not, I don't want to be a conduit for speeding things up. I want to be a conduit for slowing things down, which sometimes means making very hard decisions. Decisions that I grieve over, decisions that 
uh, rattle my brain, decisions that make in the pit of my stomach, right? And I think that in the coaching world and in the positivity world, we're just like, everything is like, I'm just going to go through. And this is a situation, um, it's kind of like, well, this is a weird analogy, but it's like driving in the rain. All of you drive. And when it is pouring down rain, you adjust the way you drive. I get it. Yes, heavy with decision. And so one of the things that I am encouraging people to do is is to be uncertain in your decisions. It is okay to be better safe than sorry. Things, everything can be rescheduled. You realize that, right? Everything can be rescheduled. We can recover economically. We can even recover from illness, although some people might not, right? I got a niece that can't breathe. I got parents that, you know, up until yesterday, my mother was like, this is a democratic hoax. Okay, mom. She didn't actually use those words, but she rolled my eyes when I said, I want to hug you and kiss you in case we have to self-quarantine. And within an hour, when... Um, uh, Rita and Tom, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson were, you know, said that they had coronavirus. My mom all of a sudden decides it's real. And I said, well, mom, it is real. And I'm not saying to panic. And I'm not, you know, this is not a deep state thing. This is something that is happening globally. And so to be wise, what what can we do for best case scenario? What can we do to help make decisions that are in support of us and in support of the whole? My mom asked me, she said, if you, if you reschedule Camp Starheart, do you lose money? I said, well, right now the hotel is like no money back. And she, my mom was like, well, if you have to do it, I'll give you money. I said, mom, I've got the money. I'll figure it out. I can figure out a money problem. And I just, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to scare you, but I am not going to ignore this. I'm not, my husband and I are not ignoring it. And we're not panicking either, but we're being wise. And wise is looking at the information and making, y'all were all taught this, do scientific reasoning. So what I, let me tell you a couple other sources that I have looked at. There's a lot of sources out there. And I see some sources that say, wash your hands, everything's fine. Um... Italy is not saying that. People on the ground in Italy are not saying that. They're saying we said that and it kicked us in the butt. Um, here's what's funny. You know, you think, oh, don't touch your face. I have glasses. Y'all see me clean them all the time. You know how many times I touch my face without even realizing it? And how I know is because my glasses in one 10-minute live will get filthy. Um, so there was one source that I looked at yesterday um, that showed it was data based on what has happened and possibility and theory and probability. Science, like we learned in seventh and eighth grade and back again in college. And it was fascinating to just see the scientific curve of first cases gradually, then suddenly, and the the things that the recovery, there's been a lot of recovery. I'm y'all, I'm not worried if if we get this, we're gonna recover. And how can we slow the spread? What is it? Um, flatten the curve. The flatten the curve seems so wise to me. 
it just seems wise. It's this middle. And what I love, you know, like I'm, I'm at Camp Starheart and this theme has been both and. And what's interesting when you're both in and you flatten the curve of intensity, right? You flatten the intensity. And if we ignore and we just choose a hard line this way and a hard line this way, we create an intensity. And remember last week we were talking about work. It's like frequency over intensity, frequency over intensity. And so um, I, Bill and I are already way slowing down our going out. Not because we're, it's not like, oh, I'm going to go to Target and I'm going to die. But it's like, you know what? The less we can get out in the mix of things, the better off for everybody around us. Um, honestly, I hope they tell the kids to stay away for two weeks from school. I think I think that's smart. I know it's uncomfortable. It's inconvenient. It causes grief. It is a pain in the ass. Pain in the ass. And what if we remember, we talk about this all the time. If we remember that, let me scroll down some of your comments. If we remember that we're resilient, then we can go, you know what? This is going to be disruptive and uncomfortable and we'll figure it out. That's what I want you to remember. That's how I want to lead. I do not want to lead. Everything's positive. We're all getting on a plane and we're going somewhere. That may or may not be the best decision. It might be easier to call and tell your son, you know what, ski trip is off. I know it's disappointing, but there are a lot of factors and I can't, here's the other thing. I can't control a lot of those factors, but there are certain factors I can control. Right? And so if we can come to a place of remembering we're resilient, but not blindly, and then making wise decisions. In the rain, you do not drive 90 miles an hour. Right? You don't. In the rain, you actually don't even drive 55 miles an hour. You slow that shit down. Because it's wise. Doesn't mean there aren't some people who will blare right through. And so... You also don't, like, if you're driving in the rain, you don't panic. And so what I want to encourage you to do, and I did, I, I shared this with, um, with who was upset by the um, call yesterday. And I helped her see that part of what human nature is, is we don't want to feel the discomfort. And so that's why I say this place is a place to feel the discomfort. If you can manage your discomfort, your grief, then you can make a wise decision. Are y'all tracking with me? Uh, how can I support the slowing it down? Thank you. Yes, exactly. Um, if you need some talk, helping through the burdens, I'll talk with you. Making my own decisions and these words are much needed. So here's the other thing. Making decisions, I don't know about you, but some of the decisions I have to make, my brain goes, well, what will they think? What will these people think if I postpone or reschedule Camp Starheart? I have had people say, if you cancel it, I'm still coming to Austin. They're like, I don't care. I'm still going through. And the reality is, if I cancel Camp, or no, I won't cancel it. If I reschedule Camp Starheart, it is for the benefit of a million factors. And it doesn't mean I don't need it and that you don't need it and that the hotel doesn't need it. And that emotionally we'll miss each other and that we won't be disappointed. But if I make that decision, I'm going to gather as much information I can and make the wisest decision from a place of neutrality and data for the benefit at all. And I would rather make a decision that would 
would I, I would rather look up and go, well, I didn't need to do that than look up and not do it, right? Um, I have a fantastic approach to things. What's going to happen will happen. Be prepared, be informed, be cautious, be mindful. Exactly. And I know that's hard when there's a lot of people telling you how to believe, including your coach. So y'all all have permission to think I'm full of shit. <laughs> Just rescheduled two in-person sessions. Very smart. Saw an article about two sittings going through the Spanish flu. Social distancing had drastically better outcomes. It's data. It's not emotion. Uh, my brain is totally doing the what will they think about my event tomorrow. I get it. Go. I can share an article with you that talks about the power of social distancing and the difference one day can make. One day social distance uh, decision making and canceling things can make a massive difference in life or death and the number of cases. And so um, it, this, all the, even the social distancing won't necessarily stop cases from spreading and it will slow it down so that our healthcare can manage it. In Italy, they are, um, ha they don't have enough, um, they don't have enough means to take care of people, right? And so none of us want anybody we love or know or hear stories of people going to get help and not being able to get it because the healthcare systems are overloaded. I know Bill's cousin had a mini stroke this week and um, we're, we're seven hours away and he had to go to the hospital. He is in rehab right now, not sick with any of this stuff, but um, he wouldn't imagine if he wasn't able to get that help and get the medicine, he had a brain bleed, right? And so there are so many more layers. One of the things um, I plan on doing at Camp Starheart have y'all ever seen those little, like they're little kid toys and they, they scrunch way in and they scrunch way out. And a lot of us are thinking scrunched way in. And I want us to think in the matrix. I don't want us to fear. I just want us to be mindful. Use common sense. If you have questions, let me know. Right. And I am, I'm spending a lot of time researching slowly, gently, checking, double checking. Um, I will not ignore this. I think that's foolish. <laughs> okay. Um, that city didn't distance and had like 45, I, you know, we don't have the Spanish flu. We've got something different, but I will, there's a medium article that talks about the power of that. It's a no brainer. There's actually a, a spreadsheet in there that helps leaders decide, right? I think it's really smart that people are saying work from home. I think it's really smart. We have the opportunity. And the person I talked to this morning was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. It like, it doesn't affect me because I do work from home. Well, exactly. And I get like, you know, Thinking about coming to Camp Starheart, like she said this morning in the Camp Starheart group, she got, I've got three kids. Let's say I get to Austin and then they say, oh, no flights. What is she going to do with her ki three kids? So it's not about the decisions that we make today aren't about today. Today, everything's fine. But the decisions are about the next few months, probably. You all realize that? And acknowledge your grief at the disruption. You can handle it. We're here for each other. I am here for you. Let me know if you have any questions. I'm here. We're here. We're going to get through this. I don't, you know, there's some stuff we can't control and some stuff we can. I love you. I'm going to go have lunch. Mwah.
As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.